Hey there, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the September 20th edition. The three things for today, how to read food labels, the easiest person to fool, and the third one on nine years of the quad. All right, here we go. Food labels. Should we read food labels and make sense out of them? How deep should we go? How much should we read? Well, yes. There is value to paying attention to the food label. Let's start with the obvious. Let's say you're allergic. You most definitely want to read what's on the label, right? You don't want to be eating something that's allergic to you, of course. But beyond that, do we need to overcomplicate it? Especially when you start looking at some of these uh, uh, chemical terms. Oh my, they're so convoluted. Do you really need to know that much? And if something's that complicated and that scary, it has to be bad for you, right? Well, no. If chemistry scares you, yeah, it makes sense uh, to be scared, but, well, most things are chemicals. So even if they are naturally occurring, they might have weird, confounding, scary names. So then... What is the purpose and when do we read food labels besides just being allergic to them? Okay. Let me use an example. Let's take peanut butter. Do you know how many ingredients there needs to be in peanut butter? One. Peanuts. That's it. Really? They shouldn't be um, anything else over there. So even if uh, the organic store promises you organic peanut butter, well, read the label. Some of them have organic jaggery. I mean, it's organic. And it's jaggery, it's not sugar, so it should be okay, right? Well, no, why do you need sugar in your peanut butter, I mean jaggery in your peanut butter. Jaggery, by the way, is just sugar. So it's useful to read a label just so you don't eat something you don't want to be eating. You want to eat sugar, let me rephrase. If I want to eat sugar, I'd rather just eat it in an ice cream. Why do I need my peanut butter to have sugar in it? So, it is worthwhile to read food labels and we don't necessarily need to get into the confusing parts of the ingredients list in a food label. Okay? So, worthwhile to pay attention to. Or here's the quick and dirty approach. By definition, if it comes in a box, well, it's not great for you, so use sparingly. 
and since it's near impossible to actually avoid packet stuff, quick and dirty rule number two, there's too many ingredients, well, be a little wary. That's it. Besides that, if you want to keep it simple, allergens, obviously, and making sure things you don't want to be there, like sugar in your peanut butter. That's pretty much what you need to read a food label for. And just so we're clear and on the same page, focus on the big rocks. Are you eating enough vegetables? Are you getting enough water? Are you getting enough protein? Are you sleeping enough? That's where it starts, not reading weird things on a food label and saying, oh, oh, it has that. I shouldn't be eating that. Yes, good decision made. They don't matter unless you do the basics first. So basics first. The second thing for today, the easiest person to fool. It cannot be as simple as eating vegetables and drinking water. It cannot be as simple as sleeping seven hours. Can't be as simple as showing up daily. It most definitely can't be as simple as start by walking daily. These are the stories we tell ourselves. Why? Because if it is this simple, then the fact that we're not yet where we want to be is down to us not doing it. It becomes our failure. Our failure to do something about our health or our fitness when things are this accessible. So we always look for or hope for something more convoluted. Well, because if it's convoluted, it's easy to fail. And when you fail, well, you try it. It's not your fault. Failures are the stepping stones to success, right? True. True. But, nah. That's not how you go about it. Many, many, many years ago, I was able to tell people, if I can do this, you can do this too. But with nearly a, a decade of you know, being a fitness coach, it has become a little hard for people to relate to me and a point where I was unfit. But the funny thing is, it's, it's hard for people to relate to anybody who goes from unfit to fit, it looks like. I was seeing another person who recently lost about 30 odd kilos talking about their journey and what they did, which, you know, all the things I spoke about, common sense stuff like showing up, 
doing things consistently for a year and a half or more. And one of the questions posed was, no, what did you really do? What else did you do? It's, it's silly, right? Most times what this signals is, is that somebody is not ready to commit. They don't want to admit to themselves that it's just them. That's the problem. There's a beautiful quote by um, the physicist Richard Feynman. The first principle is that you must not fool yourself and you are the easiest person to fool. So let me tell you something. The wrong step is okay. It can lead you eventually to the right path. You're not gonna find a perfect answer. Good enough is good enough. And simple answers, simple methods almost always work. Many times the missing ingredient is time. So put in the time, put in the effort, and stop overthinking. Stop looking for a convoluted thing to do so you have a ready-made excuse to fail. Stand up, step up, do your job. Yeah, you can do this. It is that simple. It is common sense. It is that obvious. All that is remaining is for you to do. That's the second one. And the last one for the day on nine years of the quad. September 19th, 2011 was when we ran our first ever class at Bambula. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been an interesting journey. It's a little, little surreal, in fact, uh, to look at it today, that it's been nine years. But the most interesting part has been the entire nine years, or in fact, going even further. Let me explain this a little better. Let's start with the quote that makes sense uh, in this one. The guy who wrote uh, Don Quixote says this, the journey is better than the inn. Sounds simple. And it is so apt to 
what I'm feeling today. There are so many things to celebrate, sure, like nine years, you know, 700 odd people in our community, people who train with us, 30 of us in the quad squad when we uh, started off um, as just two. So all of these are big, big things, big deal, truly. Nine years, right? I mean, the, the longest I've ever been in a job, I think, was two and a half years, maybe. So nine years is, uh, is a really long time, personally. But today is a great day to celebrate. Today, is, today we are at the inn. So celebrate as we should. But tomorrow morning, you got to pack your things and keep moving. Not just because you have to. Think about it. I mean, would you just stay on your pit stop or at the inn for 30 days, 60 days, a couple of years? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't go plonk your ass at your friend's house or relative's house while you're in the middle of your road trip for stupid amounts of time. Why? Because the point is the journey. The journey is better than the inn. And all these pit stops are amazing. Next year is going to be 10 years. And obviously in 11 years, it's going to be 20 years and all that, right? But what's been a lot of fun is, is the late nights, the blips, the thank yous, the phone calls with students, so many things, things that happen along the way rather than the pit stop itself. And for us personally, Raj and I, I mean, the journey started well more than nine years ago. It started with our wives, it started in uh, Northern California when we say monthly we would go do a certification. Every weekend we would meet up either at our place or their place, stay up. Until, until well, one of us passes out on the couch and then it's, okay, all right, let's go to bed. And we would stay up and keep talking, talking about random things, about life, but also about the quad all the time. 
well, what we were going to do, what we wanted to do, how we would train people, what the idea was. So over a year, I want to say many weekends of this, that's an amazing part of the birth of the quad that, that I still hold dear. Our trips we would take together, uh, in particular one where we were probably the only people around for miles and miles in uh, Joshua Tree. Just talking, just thinking about, well, not just the quad, but just about things. And all of those are part of the journey that led us here. And this applies in training as well. I've mentioned this before. You can set a PR, great. Celebrate it, of course. You squat your body weight or you do something incredible, you press half your body weight, whatever, right? It's an awesome day. But the journey is better than the inn. The PR is the inn. You spend a night there, you get drunk, you party, you do whatever you fancy. But that's not the best part at all. The best part is moving on. The tangential conversations, the banter, the stupid ideas that become brilliant. The brilliant ideas that are not so brilliant and the people to journey together with. So what started off as the four of us, well, it's now 30, 35 odd people today, along with a bunch of people who are there for a part of the way. And that truly is the best part about creating the quad. And it's not just these 30 odd people. We have 700 odd people to share it with as well. We are part of their journey for a little while. They are part of our journey. And that truly is the best part. So while, while I look forward to year 10 and year 20 and all that, it's what happens between year nine and year 10. What happens between each time we party, each time we celebrate, that is truly wonderful. And with that, we conclude this week's edition. I hope you enjoyed listening. I would love to hear from you. You have a good week and until next week, this is Coach AA signing off. Bye.